right, what's up, podcast listeners? We're back. Episode number 26 of the What's Up Castleberry podcast. This is Andy and Drew. Welcome, Andy. Hey, Drew. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Andy. Can you believe that we're at episode 26? That's uh, that's a lot. But what's really impressive, and maybe they don't, the listeners don't know this, is this is 26 consecutive episodes. So every week we've been able to put out at least uh, 30, sometimes 40 minutes of content. That's uh that's a lot of hours already, and uh, it's been a pleasure, and it's been a joy, but uh, man, it's, it's been hard work as well. It has, and, and one of the things that we really love to do is put together a great list of, of guests, and we've got several exciting guests coming up on the docket. Andy, you can share about that in just a moment, but today is going to be no guests. Today is just us freewheeling it. It's a Sunday afternoon as we're recording. It's summertime. We're just, you know, we're, we're going for it. You and I, can we do it? I think so. We are, we are kicked back, relaxed and ready just for an engaging conversation, but we do have some structure to this conversation, correct? We do. We do. Yes. Tell us quickly, give a teaser about some of the upcoming guests that are coming down the pipe here. Yes, that's right. So uh, I'm really excited about our next two episodes after this one, where we are going to interview those who are running for the seats that are becoming available for the Castleberry Commission. We have two seats available, seat four, which is currently held by Commissioner Hufford, and the mayoral seat, which is uh, held at the moment by Mayor Charlene Glancy, and she has served for three terms. And uh, after reaching the most important part of mayoralship, being a guest on WhatsApp Castleberry, uh, she realized that she couldn't continue. Uh, her term limits were up, and so we are looking for two new leaders on our commission. And we have five candidates who are ready to step in and lead our community. Uh, but this is an important role, and uh, we are going to interview them. Same questions, same amount of time, and it will allow us and it will allow uh, you, our viewers, to make an informed decision about who to vote for in the Castleberry elections that are coming up just in mid-August. So I'm really looking forward to, to those conversations. I'm looking forward to getting to know the candidates and listeners. If you've got any questions that you would like us to ask those candidates, please drop them uh, to us. You can email us. You can uh, communicate through the website or through our social media platforms. But those are going to be some great conversations, Drew. That's right, Andy. One of the great things about this medium of podcasting is that we have the privilege of helping facilitate and, and build some really important bridges from our listeners to the different community leaders and what's going on around town and around our community. And as we've had some conversations already with those running for political office, as well as those uh, conversations yet to happen, I know I am excited about this crop of leaders. We've really got some great folks that are stepping up to uh, to lead us as Ca a city of Castleberry kind of into the next chapter of our city's history. I'm looking forward to that. That's I am rather good. disappointed, though, Drew, that, uh, you know, as we're talking with all these candidates, that producer Robin didn't throw her hat into the ring uh, as, as, a, as a commissioner in our city. I mean, she does a great job of ordering us around and organizing us on the podcast. Uh, R Robin, have you ever considered running for office? You know, 
I just feel Castleberry is not ready for my type of leadership yet. Um, maybe in a couple years when I'm slightly older, we can reconsider it, but. There is some breaking news <laughs> exclusive on What's Up Castleberry, maybe a number of years from now there when Castleberry is ready. No, I'm ready. Robin's ready. When Castleberry is ready. <laughs> Hashtag Robin Kepi 2024. Here we go. I'm on it. I'm on it. Well, folks, we uh, we are a podcast that is for, about, and by Castleberry. We are local uh, citizens and, and pastors in Castleberry, Andy and I are, who just desire to have good conversations about what's going on both in our city as well as the surrounding Seminole County, Central Florida region. And uh, we love to have guests and friends join us for these conversations. So if this is your first time on the podcast, welcome, invite a friend and make sure you uh, check us out on our different platforms, social media, et cetera. We'll get to that uh, in a couple of moments. So Andy, instead of our typical Castleberry in the news segment, I'm gonna wait and kind of compile all the news to our main discussion segment. I thought, why not have some fun? This is a freestyle episode. Let's do a little uh, word association. I'm gonna put you on the hot seat. I have not Ooh. given Andy these words in advance, but I am going to uh, just kind of off the top of my head, I'm gonna give Andy a word and he has to associate another word that connects or maybe doesn't connect with the, with the word that I give him. All right. All right. That's good. I'm ready. Listener, you play along as well. Let, let, let's see if we can uh, see if we got much in common in terms of our association. I like that way to include the listener, Andy. Nice work. <laughs> All right. We have both people. <laughs> That's right. They're for the people. Here it is. All right. The first word, peanut butter, jelly, very good. I like he was quick. Listener, you got to be quick on it. Peanut butter jelly. Excellent. Um, Castleberry. Home. Oh, that was nice. I know. And all the, all the connotations, you know, when I said that, all the connotations of home as well, you know, belonging and comfort. That's good. Robin, if, by the way, producer Robin, if you've got one, just jump on in there right after <laughs> you. All right. I've got three more, three more. This one's near and dear to your heart. I know my friends, uh, Soccer or football? Orlando City, quarterfinalists in the MLS's back cup, baby. Four games, uh -huh. undefeated on a roll. I was chatting with some of the players today, and they said, hey, we're in it to win it. And they, uh, uh, they're they missing their families as they're staying in the bubble and uh, struggling a little bit with that. But with each game that goes back, the belief is growing, and uh, they're looking to win it. That wasn't a one-word answer, was it? But um, – I mean, that's what I was going to say, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. We've got pride in our hometown team. And Andy here is a chaplain for the Orlando City soccer team. And yes, you're right. We are in the, the quarterfinals, the final eight of the uh, Major League Soccer tournament being back. Go Orlando City. On forward. All right. Two more here. Uh, maybe this kind of ties in as well. Uh, the word is future. Future. Hmm. Better. Better. Yeah. Better. What did you say, producer Robin? Promise. Promise. Like it. Yes. Amen. Good it is better forward. because of the promise. Mm -hmm. That's right. All right. Last one. This is going to really throw you off. You got to th use your thinking cap. Okay. Shiitake mushrooms. Shiitake mushrooms. <laughs> Are we allowed to use words like that in the podcast? I mean, this is a family <laughs> show, Drew. <laughs> 
Uh, oh man, I would say uh, digestive problems. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Fair enough. Well, there you have it. There's a little bit. Andy was quick on his feet. Excellent listener. Hope you had some good, uh, some good insights there and thoughts as well. Hey, we want to hear from you listeners. In fact, every episode, including this one, we like to hear from our listener question uh, segment of the podcast. Share with us what's going on, what's on your brain, what would you like Andy and I to discuss and dive in and talk about. There's so much going on in the world. We want to hear from you. And so if you have a question or a comment for the What's Up Castleberry podcast, you can post those questions or comments directly on our Facebook page or Instagram page, both titled What's Up Castleberry. Or you can leave a, a question or a comment in the podcast uh, feed itself, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can rate and review and leave a comment there. Or you can go to our website, which is www.whatsupcastleberry.com. Check us out, leave a comment. We like to hear from you. Producer Robin, I believe you have our question of the day for Andy I and I. I do, and I do count as a listener because I've listened to you for 26 weeks now. So, <laughs> so <laughs> And you're still here. I'm still, still here. here. So my question is, what motivates you to keep doing this podcast? You're both very busy, pastors, chaplains, families, what, and unless you're not telling me something, I believe you're not getting paid for this. <laughs> so what motivates you to keep doing this? Yeah, certainly not for the money, producer Robin. That's right. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go first. I, I am, uh, number one, I just really enjoy Andy and I's sincere friendship. I uh, really look forward to this time of connection and keeping up with one another. I feel most half the time, a lot of our good conversation and jokes occur before we even start recording. We, when we're catching up and highlighting what's going on in our life. But uh, really for me, there's so much that is occurring and ongoing in our community that directly affects those that uh, Andy and I and others are serving and, and ministering to and just care about. And so what better way than this medium, this weekly podcast, to just highlight and celebrate the things that are being done that are bringing uh, real peace and prosperity to the city, as well as uh, identifying and, and recognizing those opportunities in which we have to, to grow and to kind of come together. So I, I think between celebrating as well as highlighting opportunities, those are what keep me excited and keep me coming back. Great question, Robin. Great answer, Drew. I think from my perspective, one of the things that I love about what we're doing is we're, we're meeting a need in the city. Um, and it's as that need is met that it actually helps everybody move forward and everybody become a little bit better. So for instance, um, I can't wait to air our episodes, our interviews with the candidates, because I think that leadership really matters and local leadership matters a lot as well. And uh, it's important that our community makes the right decision on who to vote for. And, uh, you know, I got no input 
into who that is. I, I hope our listeners will uh, listen and then make their own decision. But we've created a forum where people can make educated decisions, which has to be good for the, the betterment of our community. Uh, also, you, you know, my family this past week have been wrestling through the issues of, of school and what do we do with the kids as we return and things like that. And while we've looked at the... Um, the options for us and try to work through the pros and cons for us. It's also been great to go to some of our community and say, Hey, what, what are you doing and why? And we get to learn from each other and we get to create these conversations that allow us to make smarter decisions. So in a small way, I hope that we are bridging the gap, that we are filling the divide, that we are meeting needs that can make our community better. I think that's exactly right. And as Andy beautifully put it, we are in the process of more and more uh, making these connections and building bridges. And you know, when we do that, it makes the community even feel that much more accessible. I think that would be a, one hope is that as folks listen and more hope, ideally more uh, listeners are inviting their friends and neighbors and uh, more listeners are tuning in, we really are able to identify and recognize all that's going on in our community. And it doesn't feel as uh, much out there or distant, but that we're working together for the common good of, of the city in which we live. So Robin, thank you for that great question. Uh, at this time, we're going to move on from our listener question. Again, we'd love to hear from you listeners by the the ways in which I mentioned above, and we're going to plug the need for today's sponsor. Folks, we have had the privilege of having two outstanding sponsors to this podcast. Being a sponsor simply means that you are a supporter, that you are for the work that's being done here at the What's Up Castleberry podcast. We've had Platinum Signs and Yesha Patel, as well as Kelly Financial Solutions with Travis Kelly. If you have a business, an organization who would benefit from partnering with What's Up Castleberry, you would have the privilege of coming on our podcast as a guest. Andy and I'd love to hear your story as well as about your business. We would love to highlight and accentuate what it is that you are doing for the greater good of Castleberry. Reach out to us. Reach out to us through our Facebook page, Instagram page, uh, as well as our website or podcast feed, all regarding what's up Castleberry, we would love to partner with you as we seek to uh, better allow our listeners and the larger community to know what's going on in Castleberry. So reach out to us as we would love to have a sponsor. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with more discussion from Andy and myself and producer Robin. All right, listeners, welcome back to our freestyle conversation here on this episode 26 of the What's Up Castleberry podcast. Normally, we would have a guest from the community here in this segment, but Andy and I are going to just share about what's going on and just kind of freestyle it, freewheel it. But we've got some awesome, insightful things to share. Andy, this has been quite the year for sure. Uh, 2020, there's 
seemingly things happening every day that are new and unique to us. I, I feel like it's such a rushed time that I'm very thankful for the opportunity to have a conversation with you and kind of maybe just spend a moment before we get into anything else, just reflecting back on these several months, kind of since the beginning or middle of March. Andy, are there any lessons that you specifically have learned in walking through this COVID pandemic that would be helpful to share? Yeah, I think there are hundreds of lessons. Honestly, I'm not sure there's enough time to uh, capture them all. And I think, honestly, it will probably take uh, us as individuals and us as a society uh, a number of years before we can process all those lessons. Uh, You know, I think that... uh, this year is going to be one that will be written in the history books. And I imagine that our grandchildren and maybe great grandchildren will be reading about 2020 um, when they're in school and when they're, they're kids, maybe we'll uh, have them come over and they'll sit on our lap and say, Hey, granddad, tell us about 2020. Um, and even then we'll probably be learning some of the lessons, but I definitely think there are some lessons. Um, I think there are lessons on a global scale, uh, on a national level, on a local level, and then of course on a personal level as well. Um, one of the learnings on the global level is that, uh, we are not in control. Uh, we are not in charge. We don't get to determine what happens when, and as much as we'd, like to think we are, we're not. And even the the best systems and structures uh, that the world has to offer uh, cannot provide us the kind of safety and security that we we crave. Uh, I think uh, nationally, we need to learn some lessons of communication, uh, of trust, uh, of authority, uh, of vulnerability, um, of clarity. I think locally, one of the lessons for me, uh, as I've looked around our community, is that in many ways, I'm so grateful for leaders uh, who don't necessarily have the answers, but they're leaders who care and will approach problems in the right way. And because they want what's best for the whole community, and because they're going to address whatever today's problem is in the right way, uh, my confidence has actually increased in our local leaders. So I think there are lessons globally, nationally, locally, but as with everything, perhaps the most important lessons are the ones that we learn personally. Uh, I've learned that uh, I love my family. I've learned that some of the priorities that I had in life aren't as important as I thought they were. Some of the tasks that I give myself to on a daily basis are not as essential as I thought they were. I've learned that I'm a little more insecure than I thought I was. I've learned that my daily disciplines and my habits uh, are way more important uh, than I realized as I seek to hang on to them as uh, important stables and structures in an ever-changing world. You know, in some ways, this has been so hard But in tough times, there is much rich learning to be gained. And so while I'm ready for this struggle, however we're defining it now and today to be over, um, 
I'm really, really grateful for the, the lessons that I've been able to learn as a, as a person, as a uh, leader, and as someone who cares about our community. What, what, about, what about you? That's a great question. What are some of the things that, that you've been learning during this time? Yeah, Andy, that was really insightful. And, and frankly, when I listen to this podcast later on, I'm going to rewind your particular answers because I definitely <laughs> found a lot of my nodding along and agreeing with uh, much of what you learned uh, for sure. You know, it seems like there is this point in, in each of our lives in which we think that, okay, I've now come to the place where I can uh, be static, right? Kind of be uh, content and restful and, and, and yet the world is such that, that there's never a point in time in which we are truly able to say, okay, this is it. I don't need to do anything else. Right. It is just the, the world is constantly changing. And I, you know, I know that. Um, so it's not necessarily a new lesson, but the, the pandemic has really taught me to keep a much more open hand in regards to uh, uh, things in the world, and particularly with the things that I'm called to do. That, that there's no doubt that I and you and producer Robin are called to be a part of the Castleberry community, to serve, to, uh, to care for, for people, to identify how we can kind of you know, plug in and make this a better place, seeking its peace and prosperity. That, that's true, pandemic or no pandemic. But what I've learned is that sometimes the mechanisms and the ways in which we think we can best serve change with the, with the circumstances around us. And that, that is hard for, for me and particularly anyone who likes to be very organized. And I have a, I have a paper calendar with a task list that I love to write out. And uh, similar to you, Andy, when, when you said that when these structures seemingly are, are thrown out the window and very much in March and April in particular, it really felt like that kind of uh, waking up in the day and not knowing how to move forward and, and be the, the man or woman that God has called us to be. But yet, I think I've learned that even be, being open-handed, uh, if, if I have the main target of what I'm seeking to accomplish, uh, then the way in which it's accomplished can be multifaceted. The fact that you and I right now and producer Robin are speaking to one another via Zoom, uh, something that I had literally no familiarity with <laughs> three or four months ago. And, you know, here we are. We've been doing this for several of our episodes now. And uh, that, that's that been really cool because it it is not deterred. The pandemic has not deterred our goal, which is to share about what's going on in Canada. Castleberry through this medium. So that's been really neat. Drew, I've just been reading a book called Extreme Ownership. I've been reading a lot uh, during this time. I'm an avid reader anyway. But one of the chapters in this book talks about a principle that is used in the military called commander's intent. And the idea behind it is this, that every time the military, a squad, a platoon, a battalion goes out to fight, they have a very detailed one-page list of tactics and instructions. But right at the top of this paper is 
called Commander's Intent. And it's normally just a a few-word mission goal. And this is there because those in the military know that when they're on the front lines, when they're in the battle, the best tactics cannot work right? The enemy could spring a surprise. Something could come up that was unexpected. And so all the plans and the tactics have to be kind of, uh, you know, screwed up and thrown out the window. And in those moments, the military personnel have memorized the commander's intent and go back to that desire, even when the tactics don't work. And so I feel in my life that I've been doing the same kind of thing. All the structures and systems and tactics that I had uh, established for my organization and various organizations that I'm a part of didn't work in the battle that COVID has given. So I've had to kind of throw away the tactics and just go back to the commander's intent. What am I absolutely supposed to do in this moment, what's most important to keep my uh, organization moving forward, to keep my um, employees engaged, to keep the projects rolling and moving forward. And one of the things we've had to do in the pandemic is throw away the tactics and the strategy, right? Because we're facing this unknown situation. But even though we're doing that, we shouldn't throw away what's most important. I like that a lot. That really applies both individually as well as uh, in the larger organizational structure, even at the community level. And and in terms of leadership, Andy, I'm going to jump a bit out of order here. Uh, We've highlighted earlier in the episode our desire and expectation to have conversations with uh, several potential folks running for local office. The city commission seat four, as well as the mayoral seat. And uh, I wanted to just kind of discuss with you along those lines of leadership and especially in this current season of life, what what would you tell our listeners? Uh, how, how would you encourage them? Not Not who to vote for, but what are some specifics that you would encourage our listeners to really seek out um, and focus their attention on when it comes to uh, this very important election and this season that we're moving into? Because it feels in various ways like this is a, a, an important, uh, every election is important, but it feels like it's a new chapter in the sense that Castleberry has moved and grown and really reestablished itself. And, and now we're really at a place where we have the potential to thrive. What, what are some things, Andy, that you would say, kind of going along with what you shared from that book that our listeners should be honed in on in regards to this? Upcoming? Yeah. So, so I'm not sure who the commander is on a local level, right? Um, you know, obviously as a, a person of faith, Um, I I believe that we have an ultimate commander who's in charge of all things. But if you think about the role of president, right, the role of a president has uh, one mandate given to him by the commander, right, to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America, right, from all enemies, you know, on and on. On local level, I think the commander's intent, which is probably the residents of the city, is that our leaders are about seeking the peace and prosperity of the city, 
right? Now, we know as pastors that that's a, a biblical mandate, but as you think through it and understand what that means, that's a mandate that makes all the sense in the world. A local community wants to be prosperous and it wants to be peaceful, right? It's almost like we as the citizens are saying to our elected officials, your job is to bring peace and prosperity to the city, right? Maintain that, protect it, enhance it, develop it, don't ruin it, don't threaten it, right? So as I'm looking at those who are running for office, I'm asking the question, which one of them is going to best be able to help keep the peace and the prosperity of the city? Who's going to enhance it? Who's going to develop it? Who's going to protect it, right? And so kind of unpeeling that onion a little bit more, if I'm looking for a candidate who can seek the peace and prosperity of the city, what are some of the things that we're looking for in those candidates? Well, I'm, I'm looking for someone with some wisdom, I'm looking for someone with a holistic understanding of how a city works. I'm looking for someone with some uh, new, fresh ideas who's going to take us places we haven't been. But at the same time, I'm looking for someone with some experience who cannot throw the baby out with the bathwater and continue to build on the great things that are happening within our city. Right. So for me, as I think locally, okay, what's the big goal from a commissioner? Seek the peace and prosperity of the city. What kind of a person can bring peace and prosperity? Someone with experience, with creativity, with innovation. I think we need someone who is thoughtful and wise, someone who can listen well and communicate well. Um, As um, we've shared before and, and Part of our kind of birth story as a podcast is that we want to help communication in the city and there's perhaps a deficit there. And I think that whoever is elected to these positions needs to address that. Um, Again, because of those things, the next layer of the onion is I want someone that I can trust, someone with character and integrity. And unfortunately, in our society today, um, those traits... um, are a little bit subjective. Well, I think I'm a person of integrity or character. Well, well, good for you, but but really there's an um, objective uh, understanding of those words as well. That's a long answer to a oh, quick that's, question. That's, that's right on. I think those are really well thought out uh, things that, that you have experienced. You've been, how long have you been a resident of Castleberry roughly? Uh, about 20 years, 20 okay. years. Uh, Tracy and I moved here um, right after we got married. In fact, Tracy moved here a couple of months before we got married. So she's got a couple of months on uh, on me, but um, yeah. yeah. So really, I mean, you are just as good as many to, to speak to where Castleberry has been, where we currently are and, and where we'd like to go. I, as a, as a newer citizen myself, I haven't been here for four years now, uh, in the city. I, I agree wholeheartedly with the both experience and, and creativity. There's been seemingly just a rapid rise of response to uh, just some of the, the, the needs and the desires expressed from whether it be retail or um, just more opportunities for business, for, for play, for fun. One thing that I, I find that you didn't mention, but I know you are all about it, is that uh, whoever are elected to these positions, uh, that they, yes, have experience, 
And part of the reason that I think experience is valued is specifically regarding their um, willingness to work within a group setting, that these positions are not hired to be independent of the commission as a whole, that our local government in Castleberry is designed for the five in, or six individuals to work together with Those five. along with five, yeah, five individuals to work together with themselves along with the staff. And so having um, folks that are of the mindset of kind of what you touched on, going with and in conjunction the whole, bringing their own unique perspective to the city and, and what they can offer that's unique specifically to them as, as a commissioner, but to work with other commissioners for, for the greater good. So it, it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, where we are going. Ahead. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And I, um, man, I can't believe I missed off that community part because we really are in this together. And I think one of the strengths of our city is that we do things together and we work very hard not to silo any organization. And so what that does is that when difficult times come, it allows us to tackle problems together, right? And Drew, to change subject a little bit to keep us moving forward, uh, there is a problem in our culture that we're realizing uh, again, and we need to address again, and we need to keep addressing until we can solve this, is this issue of racial injustice and racial um, brokenness and uh, evil, racism. And so as that topic has come to the forefront again, our Castleberry community uh, said, we want, we want to get ahead of this, right? We, we want to create some times to talk through these issues and strengthen what is right and brings us together and uh, see what we can do to, to remove that which doesn't uh, keep us together, that which divides us. And so out of those conversations that our community had, um, perhaps you could talk to us a little bit, Drew, about the community conversations that have been hosted coming up uh, this Sunday night, the first one. Talk to us about how, you know, what, what they are, where we're going and what those community conversations look like. Sure, absolutely. So we stay really step one uh, from the the city's perspective, or not even the city, the citizens of Castleberry's perspective was to rally uh, around our uh, both city officials as well as our local police and to create an environment, a, a space in which to uh, uh, pray, in which to discuss, in which to encourage the fact that, that we are all in this together. That when it comes to the issue Issues like racial reconciliation. This is not a thing that only affects one particular segment of our society, that issues that are brought up that affect negatively or positively one group of people indirectly affect all of us. And so our first step was we had a community gathering and a prayer walk uh, of several weeks ago, where about 300 individuals from Castleberry, along with some church leaders, city officials, and the police kind of walked together as a sign of unity. 
And so our, our next step, step two, this is not the final step, but it's another step on this path is to create uh, more conversations that allow for uh, education to occur as well as I think not just merely education, but also uh, a common understanding, a coming together. And so, uh, Three Sunday nights in August, August 2nd, August 16th, and August 30th. And these details are on Facebook if you search Castleberry Community Conversation. August 2nd, August 16th, August 30th, three local churches in and around the area are providing the scape and the scope to gather and discuss these issues of race, to kind of talk about, hey, what is the history uh, of race in America? And, and we, our goal in creating these conversations was to form a diverse and well-rounded panel of men and women, various ages and various cultural backgrounds to discuss what's the history uh, of our nation and, and even locally in regards to race. And then the second conversation is focused primarily on current events and uh, what has been going on, a lot of these buzzwords and difficult things that are entering into the, the, the social space. And then our third and final conversation is focusing on what can we do? How can we move forward together? And so I know, Andy, you are, are, and I are, are excited, along with other local pastors, uh, Chief Krantz, along with city uh, officials, and just the community. We're, we're inviting folks to come out or they can watch on Facebook Live and uh, be a part of the conversation as we really seek to, to bring about uh, this idea of, of community, that we can cry with one another, uh, build each other up, encourage one another. In fact, very quickly, I know we've got to wrap up in a second, but Andy, you, you hosted a Zoom meeting uh, last week where there was, very, there was about eight to 10 people on the call, and there were some that were black, some that were white, some that were older, some that were younger, and it was incredibly encouraging to have people be able to share and ask questions and uh, learn from one another. It was powerful. And, and this is going to hopefully generate more of that type of discussion conversation as we seek to come together. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, the first step, as you said, was that we went on a walk together, uh, you know, and we prayed and we uh, acknowledged that we're in this fight against racism together. But if all we did is walk, we're not going to solve the problem. So to follow up from the walk, we need to talk. And as you said, Drew, in our conversations, we've experienced some of the personal transformation that happens as people from diverse backgrounds get together and talk. So step one was walking. Step two is talking. And my hope is that our community will join us to talk about these issues, to own them, to learn, to understand, to grow and so we're going to be doing that over the next few weeks in August. Find it on Facebook. Type in uh, community conversation on race and reconciliation. It'll be on the uh, What's Up Castleberry page. Um, it's on happenings. It's on church pages and, and other areas as well. But yeah, of course, there's a third stage as well, right? We walk and we talk, and then we got to act. We've got to make a difference. We've got to stamp out racism. But we can't do that until we've said, hey, we want this together. And we've stopped and understood the issue together. And once we've done that, we'll be able to address it uh, together. 
Yeah, very well said. And I, we're going to move on to our quote in just a moment, Andy, but a book I've been reading and encourage our listeners to enjoy. I just finished it. It's called One Blood by uh, John Perkins. We quoted John Perkins recently in a previous podcast episode, but the, the One Blood, it talks about where it's so easy to make things about them and us, right? Separating, dividing, and and lumping groups of people that maybe don't think like us or don't look like us or don't act like us and say, oh, those people over there. But when it comes to Castleberry, and then this is what Andy and I, uh, our, our heart really is behind, there is no them. It's us. <laughs> we, we are one, that we are all a part of making this a peaceful and prosperous place to live. So be a part of the conversation. Join us. It'd be great. All right, Andy, let's close out. We've had a great conversation. I think it's been a fun freestyle. I like mixing it up with you. Easy. Well, you've asked, you've asked some great questions and I, I probably kind of waxed lyrical a little bit too much, but um, <laughs> you know, these are such important conversations and we don't uh, have them enough. So I'm glad we've been able to, to speak about uh, COVID and how uh, that reflects on leadership and how leaders exist to bring us together. That's a, that's a good way to wrap up our conversation. Absolutely. Well, Andy, give us an inspirational moment for the people. Give us a quote, something to charge out into the rest of their week with. Drew, this quote has been one of my favorites for uh, a long time, but it was only recently that I was able to attribute it to someone. And if I hadn't been able to attribute it to someone, I was going to steal it and claim it as my, my own. But this is what St. Francis of Assisi said. He said, start by doing what's necessary then do what's possible, and suddenly you are doing the impossible. Start by doing what's necessary, then do what's possible, and suddenly you're doing the impossible. Here's what I love about that quote. As we look at some of the challenges in our society, they seem impossible. How do we solve racism? How do we create a new uh, normal for us as we come out of COVID? How do we open up schools ensuring that teachers and kids are safe? How do we bring the numbers of COVID down? It seems impossible, but in order to do the impossible, we have to reverse engineer it. And before we can do the impossible, we do the possible. But before we do the possible, we got to do the necessary, right? So us accomplishing the impossible starts with us doing the necessary. In terms of racism, the necessary is that we walk and we stand together. The necessary is that we talk with each other. And before we know it, we'll be able to do the impossible. Amen. Well said. Well, folks, we hope you have enjoyed this episode of the What's Up Castleberry podcast, a casual conversation about our community this podcast, as you heard from her earlier, is produced by our fearless and lovely assistant, Robin Kepi. Uh, the music you heard was provided by Jeremy Birdsall, graphics by Christian Moscoso. For more information, please check out our website, Facebook page, Instagram, or podcast feed, all with the name What's Up Castleberry. Would you like and subscribe to our podcast, rate and review us. And until next time, we hope you have a fantastic week.